0: I had a hobby too. Mine happened to be guns and ballistics. I studied guns and ballistics as much as I could and I wrote an article about high velocity.
1: So out of all my years working at Weatherby, the last five have been some of the most exciting. Working with Adam, with him running the company. And to think that I get the opportunity of carrying on my grandfather's legacy 75 years later here in Sheridan, Wyoming, I mean, it really is a dream come true. On Our Mark, the Weatherby Podcast.
2: Is anybody not ready? I'm ready. You're ready? I'm going to be ready after. I won't be ready once you say go. Perfect. You, you, <laughs> wait, you won't be ready? <laughs> <laughs> so the first question is going to be like, J.D., what is your and name? Gonna and he's going to be like, my um, is, is, name is D.J. <laughs>
1: what is What is not your
0: name? Okay. The intro music we play separately, so I just lead in. Are you, can, do I have permission to lead in? <laughs>
2: don't ask me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Permission granted? Yes. On our Mark the Weatherby podcast, we've got uh, Luke Torkelson here. And uh, before I introduce everybody, I've got to make mention of how much better I hope we sound in this podcast because we got some sweet new microphones. So please comment early on if it does sound better. If it doesn't, let us know too. Um, we'll try to fix that. But uh, we know we had a couple audio level issues with our mics in the past. We've upgraded the mics. So here we are. To my left, I've got the Tyler Gray 10.
1: Wow. First I first timer on getting my last name right.
0: Love it. Love it. Thank you very much. I uh, I did the best that I could, I butchered his name the first time.
1: I know you said in your head "Great Hen" because that's what we—that's what we said with Kyle. One hundred percent, that's what I said. <laughs> when
2: I see his email, I think Grefen. So everyone does. Well, that's how I said it the first time. And uh, across
0: the table from me, we have JD Panciano. Oh, the ch.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, what is it?
2: Ponciano. That's what I said. You did the ch. It's, it's forgivable. Did I say it different? You said the ch. <laughs>
0: ponsiano Well is it Italian or not? Portuguese granted <laughs> <laughs> um, I do take great care of all of our employees here. I just suck at names apparently, <laughs> which I wish I was better at because Torkelson is not an easy one. Anyway, as you know, Tyler is our marketing manager. JD is the product manager for Peak Forty Four, a cool new brand that makes really lightweight backcountry solutions. We're going to talk a little bit about one of their new products that we are using on Weatherby's new gun that we're talk, here to talk about today—the new Mark Five Apex. Apex. <laughs> hey Tyler, I didn't get the memo on the Apex thing. So. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> um, that was weird. Sorry everybody.
1: Uh, Tyler, what uh, what's the what's the Mark Five Apex? The Mark V Apex kind of falls in between an AccuMark and a Backcountry 2.0, so it's like if the two morphed. That, that's kind of where I put this this,
0: this rifle. That's a really good way to put it. So so, so
1: AccuMark lovers are gonna love this rifle.
0: Okay, so for for the less well versed, when usually internally when we're talking about an AccuMark, we're talking about a number three contour barrel. Okay. So it's a it's a heavier barrel whether it's a nine lug action or a six lug action it's all a number three contour barrel versus that backcountry or the backcountry 2.0 which nine lugs are going to be number two mod barrels which is a little thinner than a number two and the six lug is a number one mod which is they're basically both pencil barrels yep so why is that different i'm asking it's a quiz now why why is it why is it number three different than a number two or a number one mod I don't know. <laughs> you
2: just got me. So
0: yeah, it's there's more material there, so the barrel is going to take longer to heat up. So it's a little bit better for range duty. Some people like the balance a little more of a little bit heavier up front. So your overall rifle weight, there's more steel in the barrel than anything else. So that has a great driver to the overall weight and balance of the gun. So those heavier number three barrels on the AccuMark series do feel a lot different when you're when you're shouldering. Uh, and generally, because there's more mass on the rifle, there's going to be a little bit less felt recoil. Yep. So, when we launched the backcountry uh, originally, and then the backcountry 2.0, we've got the 3D hex recoil pad. Works awesome to help mitigate some of that recoil. AcuMark lovers were like, "Hey, where's our 3D hex pad at?" Here it is. <laughs> so JD. I'm gonna. Get, I, I I can't wait. I'm gonna. We'll get back to some of the specs on the Apex in a second. But uh, JD, Peak Forty Four, um, tell me a little bit about this stock in general. I just we'll get to the the rest of the gun in a minute. But I'm I'm really excited. I spent some time behind this stock, and it's definitely my new favorite stock. Um, what what's different about it from the the Peak Forty Four Black Tooth stock, and what's it called?
2: Um, this is the Bastion. So. Um, anybody who's familiar with the Blacktooth, it's a sporter style, so <clears throat> your grip's going to be uh, significantly different on these two. The length, overall length, is slightly longer on this one. Um, you have a real slim fore end still, but this one's designed more for the long range shooting. Laying prone, it's incredibly comfortable. Anybody who picks it up, what you mentioned, everybody does the head nod. They really like just the way it feels. So it doesn't really matter what style of hunting you're doing, what calibers you're you're going with. Um, it's just really, really comfortable to shoot. Um, some of the stuff you already kind of touched on. I'm a big fan of 3d hex. We don't, I don't think talk about that near enough that it really does great job of mitigating recoil, not just being super lightweight. Um, but specifically here on, on this one, the bastion, um, the, the, that vertical grip and the, um, overall length is still very short. So it's 31, right at 31 and a half where the black tooth's just slightly shorter, 29. So so where that length is not a length of pull, the, the overall
0: um, length, yeah, the overall length. So the foregrip is longer generally, and I see there's two swivel studs there, so um, that's part of the need for room. Yeah, yeah,
2: so you can accommodate uh, the different styles of bipods and different accessories people want to run. Now things have changed so much. You know, people are running all kinds of different accessories where, it, you know, back in the day it was just for a sling. That was all people used it for. But now you've got all kinds of bipods and different attachments people are using, so that's meant to help with that. Hey, um, Bastion, what, what what's a Bastion Peak? Yeah, it's a peak here in, in Wyoming. Same with Blacktooth. Um, I think we'll stick with the naming convention, but uh, there's only a couple, so it's pretty easy right now.
0: JD, what is the price of the Bastion
2: stock on Peak 44? Retail on the Bastion will be seven to nine hundred, depending on the options you go with.
0: That's a that's a range. That's not insignificant
2: like what kind of options are available colors so we have um, flat black we have two uh, hydro dipped options first light fusion um, or excuse me first light cipher and cuyu verde 2.0 and then we have four sponge paint options um, various colors and then we have the all carbon right on tyler you're back in the hot seat. I'm I'm back in the hot okay. seat.
1: So maybe I'll understand the question a little bit better this time. <laughs> no worries. Um, or I could go over two. No, so no. Just tuned. just
0: just give us a rundown of like you know some of the key specs of the Mark V
1: Apex. I think the the key specs is overall weight too. So on the on the standard action, it's going to be six and a half pounds, and then on the Magnet action, seven and a half pounds. So still an overall lightweight package with even a you know, that in, th- in all- the
0: grand scheme of all rifles, it's a super lightweight rifle for sure. Yeah,
1: and especially yeah. so it, it it's kind of fits that sweet spot of like super shooter friendly, like you were talking about with where you can take this to the range and and not have to worry about your barrel heating up. So that is kind of the number one overall is, is that right there is, is the weight for me. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, I, I, I think it's, it lends itself. I think the back, the super back country guys, the sheep hunters, the goat hunters, the guys that are diving in five, seven plus miles for elk, the back country still makes a ton of sense. That doesn't sound fun for everybody though. <laughs> so, um, I think this is, you know, when you're not going in quite as far, I think your your overall shooting experience is probably just slightly more pleasurable. The, the backcountry, yep. I don't think, kicks hard. Um, early on in, in showing off the backcountry at shows, people are like, oh, man, your shoulder is going to hurt. I'm like, well, here's the deal. Your shoulder's going to hurt no matter what. <sighs> you either are carrying a heavy rifle on your shoulder or you're carrying a lightweight rifle on your shoulder, and it hurts for like a few seconds once or twice, three times if you missed one or two times. But it's a overall really lightweight rifle that you're saving a lot of overall weight in your pack. You don't have to cut your toothbrush down now. No. <laughs> and
1: your adrenaline should be pumping, so you probably shouldn't feel that anyway.
2: I don't think I've ever yeah. recognized recoil when shooting at an animal. No, and I got to be part of recoil testing on both Blacktooth and Bastion. I'm not a big guy, and we shot you know the biggest calibers we make, and um, it was it was no different. Next day, if you shot a Creedmoor or something, that's really mild recoil. So I, I tell people that all the time, that it's it's really enjoyable to shoot. You know, it's not just the, the lightweight. Yep. <laughs> I forgot I had a soundboard. I got to use it more. We made that
0: sound better, too, so I'm excited about it. Nope. Nope, I am. Uh, so, J.D., you've, I, I took not the Apex, because we didn't quite have that ready yet, but I took this stock in a different Mark V setup. I had a uh, a carbon barrel to kyrgyzstan and that's been my go-to rifle all year this year so is is peak 44 going to offer this and in other inlets how's that going to break out or
2: work yes yeah, so we're starting just like with Blacktooth. um <clears throat> so the weatherby family weatherby mark 5 vanguard uh, we'll also obviously have hoa uh, and rem 700 um, The usually the next question is there's a lot of variations of rem 700 and yes those are coming it just kind of depends on that specific action and barrel contour Um, it, the, the hinge floor plate one now is, uh, kind of the main one. Yep. So the BDL. BDL. um, Thank you. And we use that. I'm guilty of that where we use the abbreviations and people look at you you with their head cocked a little bit. And it's like the BDL is just the standard floor plate, hinge floor plate. We also now have M5. So detachable box mags, um, that's live. You can get that in black tooth and we'll have that for Bastion as well. So when are the Bastions available on Peak44.com. Um, when will this launch? When
1: will this be available? Um, they should be They should be available now. Then, yeah. When this I mean, launches. <laughs> by the time so, this yeah. launches, it'll be on yep. the website.
0: So they're available now. Yes. Perfect. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about my experience, and I know you've hunted with them some. So uh, I got, I, we did a podcast about the hunt that I drew mm-hmm. for Mid-Asian Ibex in was originally Tajikistan but I ended up hunting in Kyrgyzstan and so whenever you're going that far like you're going to spend a lot of time getting your rifle and your dope card and everything every little piece of kit fully dialed and uh, I spent a lot of time on this gun and this setup I loved the feel at the range of the more vertical grip I love the feel of being prone and uh I think I mentioned before in that first podcast that we did on that hunt. I've never had a rifle that I felt more confident in and more dialed than the one with the the Bastion stock and the stock was an element of it. I was shooting a 65300. Um recoil not bad at all. And yeah, I just I really really liked it and um I've now carried this gun for a while as a as a backup gun. Uh on, on a few other hunts. I was on a hunt recently that we haven't talked about yet, but I have a friend that he wasn't as confident in another gun. And there was a, a, a really like a solid whitetail 500 yards away. I'm like, Hey, I got a gun that I guarantee you is ready for the task. And he had never shot at the gun ever before. And, um, we've shared guns before on hunts, me and this guy, Dan,
2: shout
0: out shout out Dan so um he was like man I'm confident in what you've got set up I'm like hey this thing's money just let me dope it for you like I'll I was in my uh range finding binos so it's like 500 yards I forget what MOA that was but I dialed it for him on the scope and he just he made a perfect shot the deer was dead standing but we didn't want it to run anywhere we put a second one in there that was also a great shot and uh afterwards he was like what what did i just do what did i just use what was that that stock feels amazing i love it and um yeah i just part of it's probably just a plug for that gun because i love it it's kind of a custom gun that i built but man i love that thing i love the stock and feels feels really nice and it's just good to have a gun that you have that dialed that you're like i don't care what situation is it's it's
2: right it's on
0: and it's that's that's fun confidence yeah
2: yeah we spend all year getting ready for this stuff and so like you said, if you're more confident come crunch time, it makes things a lot easier. I got lucky to get to hunt early this year with the Blacktooth and I did a few hunts with that, but then this last hunt I did I got to take um, an apex, actually that one sitting right there. Uh six five three hundred. And um we prepped all this stuff to shoot long range and practice and all that and then <clears throat> I had like a hundred and forty yard shot but <laughs> Uh, I felt good. You know, there was lots of times where I was glassing up bucks and you right, like, right. if, if one steps out that I'm happy to shoot, then they're in trouble. Um, I, I don't
0: know if I just said it, but, uh, on that Ibex hunt, I ended up shooting at 450 yards and I think that same rifle now has probably killed five animals over
2: 400 yards, which is kind of neat in one, one season. I think that's cool. The yeah, that first one speak. you did it with, you kind of ruined it though for everybody else's like, Less cool after your <laughs> Kyrgyzstan deal. It's still cool.
1: Yeah, <laughs> very cool.
2: Uh,
0: hey Tyler, do you know how much the new Apex costs? Oh, uh, yeah, twenty seven ninety nine. Twenty seven ninety nine. So a little more than a AccuMark, and the difference is essentially the stock. I I should note that if you're just listening to this, a standard AccuMark basically has a stainless steel barrel that is straight fluted, and then the flutes are blued on the inside so we actually blew the whole thing spin it and it gives it a really cool look this mark V apex has a two-tone cerakote so you get the corrosion resistance of cerakote across the entire barrel and we still have a a black cerakote on the internal portion of the fluted barrel it is a straight fluted barrel and just like the current accumark it's a fluted bolt it's got a, a extended bolt knob on this one and uh yeah, full seracute and trigger tech trigger like
1: all Mark Vs. Yeah. And that has the flat face trigger.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. It does have the flat like face. The,
1: elite. I wasn't necessarily
2: yeah. a fan of it first and then I shot it and I was like, oh, I really like this. So uh, it's unique
0: because um, it even if you're excited, the the your your trigger distance from the back of the grip is kind of the same no matter what. So you just gotta make contact there and it's just it's just a big paddle for you to hit. Mm-hmm. It's not that much different from a curved trigger shoe,
2: but the way your trigger engages just feels a little different to me. And that was another thing we didn't really cover. On the Bastion, That's the vertical grip, it's kind of designed for you to come in at that 90-degree angle like you're supposed to, and then with that flat trigger, it just feels really natural. You know, when, when I was shooting it on this last hunt, it was really tall grass to where I had to have shooting sticks up to where I could clear the grass. I couldn't even get my backpack tall enough to shoot and using trekking poles as my shooting sticks it was just tall enough to to clear but it just felt really good i put my pack under my shoulder and had a really stol- solid rest and it just felt great that setup it feels
0: uh it feels good to be confident in your setup and i think a stock like this a gun like this you're you're obviously going to you're going to get there only with time i mean i i took a lot of trips to the range just to make sure everything was absolutely spot on doing weird stuff. You know, like let me range something at 496 yards and, or that was a bad example because it's so close to 500, but I think I did like 730 yards, weird yardage range. It just spot on feels so nice.
2: (laughs) It doesn't hurt when it looks cool too. So yeah, this one
0: looks really good. Uh, JD, I'm jumping all around, but I, I feel like squirrel today apparently. So, uh, you mentioned we don't talk about the 3D hex pad enough. Um, give me uh, your your take on the, the overall
2: 3D hex pad. Why is it different? Why does it work? We have talked about it before, but I want to hear it from you. Just naturally, when you think of a, a, a butt pad, you think soft. You know, big and squishy is what you'd think you'd want. Um, but the stiffness of the material that it's made of really is one of the biggest advantages to it the honeycomb design so those voids when they collapse um it slows the recoil and same with the stiffness you know it's it's more of a shove instead of that sharp kick that you get with a standard pad or with no pad like some of us shot as kids with just a just a piece of plastic or just straight wood Yeah. (laughs) yeah um but and it is it's such a short amount of time and i think we've talked about it that that recoil still has to go somewhere it's not like it goes away but it just makes it more manageable it makes it to where um As a shooter, you know, staying on target is really important, and you're able to see those impacts just no differently than if you add a muzzle brake or a suppressor to a rifle, um, how much better you're able to stay on target. So that design, it's not just to to shave weight or to look cool. There is, you know, a purpose to it. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Yeah, that
0: was a good one. So I've got... I guess I an additional comment that I've noticed it. And it's, it's exactly what you're we talking about with the recoil or the jump. So because the, the recoil is felt over more time, it's less likely to have that and pistols called muzzle flip, but that muzzle rise where mm-hmm. it just, the, the front jumps up cause it's on your shoulder, you're supporting underneath it and it jumps up. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely does that substantially
2: less yeah. with a 3d hex pad. Thinking about this season, the shots that I had once like shooting super steep downhill, um, With on a pack, another laying prone, and then um, this one that I was just on off sticks, still being able to see the animal fall out of your scope is pretty awesome to be able to stay on target. And those were varying distances, you know, so um, it's, it's really nice. There's a lot of cool features to it, but there is, you know, purpose behind it. It's not just, you know, to look cool or flashier to be the lightest.
0: What uh, what cartridge offerings? are we gonna have um the Mark V Apex in. I'm just gonna flip flop back and forth. I just I feel like that's yeah, the right thing got, to do today.
1: We we've, we've got a lot here. It's also available in left handed options too. But we got two forty, <laughs> we have two forty <240 laughs> Weatherby, two fifty seven Weatherby, two seventy Weatherby, three hundred Win, three hundred Weatherby, 308, 3, thir, uh, three thirty eight Weatherby RPM, 3378, thirty three three seventy eight. 6.5 Creedmoor, 6.5 Weatherby RPM, 6.5 300, and then a bunch of left-handed options as well.
0: Awesome. So, yeah, we've talked about this before, too, but uh, left-handers rejoice. We do have lefty in both the 6 and 9 lugs. So, essentially now, especially in the Acumark family, if it is available in righty, it's pretty much available, available in lefty, and lefty. Yep. Um, which is pretty cool. Actually, <coughs> I should have caught the guy's name, but... Um, I like to go in and out of our showroom when I go to launch or when I come and leave for the day. And there's a guy in the showroom today that was buying a 257 Weatherby. And he was so excited, he got a lefty. He was like, it, It's like when you find these things, it's unbelievable because as a left handed shooter, like if I find a left handed gun, I will never part with it, no matter what. Like never. And so he was so excited. And I was like, Hey, we got pretty much
2: all the lefties now. And he's like,
0: I know, it's amazing. <laughs>
2: Uh, Peak's very left-handed friendly too. So we're, uh, REM 700, all that stuff. We do, we do have the left-hand option. Same thing if it's available in, in left-hand for the barrel action, then we can do it on the, on the stock. You're fulfilling your destiny. <laughs> I might have to take that thing. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. I'm having <laughs> a lot of fun on the board today, so it, it just sounds better. So it's it does. We
1: figured out the Bluetooth on the iPad.
0: It doesn't feel like it, that. Um, makes us sound real uh, competent, but <laughs> we did yeah, figure out to link it through Bluetooth was better than a wired connection. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we we can do IT things good here. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Um, what Are we missing anything? Is there anything else you want to talk about on the
2: Bastion? We didn't talk about the weight. Um, that is one thing most people want to know. 23 ounces is the target weight for these. Um, they've been coming in under that, but 23 is what we're guaranteeing that they'll come in at.
0: I thought it was more than that.
2: Uh, so did I. And then uh, we made a bunch of them, and it turns out they're lighter than we thought. So
0: yeah, because when we first started talking to you about this, you definitely told me a higher number than yes. this. And so I hope you told a bunch of people, and then they'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I mean, it's better when it's this way than yeah, the other way. Which sure. so
2: that's actually um, outside of the black tooth. That's pretty much one of the lightest stocks on the market still. Our target weight when we were designing it was twenty eight. So to come in significantly lower, obviously there's no downside. Um, We've been just really happy that every time that we've put it on the scale, it's been lighter.
1: So you're telling me there's a chance.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That it's lighter, yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's exactly what I'm telling.
0: That's exactly what I'm saying. What was all this one-in-a-million stuff? So, yeah, so it's 23 ounces, which is super, super light. So you're getting uh, basically a really vertical grip. Um, a longer foregrip versus the black tooth that's 20 ounces 19 is target Yep. okay um and your it costs you four ounces Mm -hmm. quarter quarter pound
2: so it's best of both worlds for the folks that are you know stepping into the long range gamer that are already there but that love to backcountry hunt and are super weight conscious um we were just talking about this the other day that not everybody who's trying to shave weight, like on a stock or in one particular area, wants everything to be lightweight. They might be wanting a lightweight stock to because they use a super heavy scope or, you know, one piece of their kit is very heavy. So they want to try to shave weight in other areas. And this is kind of an unexpected area that you can do that and still get, you know, a very comfortable, very shootable stock.
0: I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. Tyler do you have any parting thoughts on this matter
1: I don't I think we covered pretty much everything um, yeah check out your local dealer find it online except yeah. for
2: peak 44 go to peak
1: 44 yeah <laughs> peak 44.com if you want to check out the bastion stock
0: camp catastrophes <laughs> that one this is, is new I'm, I'm Yeah, just, what is that one I'm gonna ask JD to talk about camp catastrophes. Um, do you have a do you have a camp catastrophe from this season? This season, they
2: they this is this is an audible one hundred percent that went bad. Oh, on my first hunt of the year, I didn't bring enough food. I brought three <laughs> days of food for five day hunt. Um, I feel like that's preventable.
1: It, yeah,
2: it was like the <laughs> terrible decision. So I, I killed a grouse on last day there. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. So um, you Sorry. you you shot it with a shotgun. Negative. Uh, trek and pole. Trek and pole. <laughs> trek and pole casualty. Uh buddy of mine was glassing this basement, basin we were looking into, and these grouse were right in front of me, and it was like, it kind of just went full <laughs> hungry mode. <laughs> and he was trying, he was scrambling to get his
0: meat. I mean, sometimes. So sometimes, when you walk up on grouse in the backcountry, they just kind of hunker down. Like, Mm -hmm. did you see me? Nobody saw me. I got this.
2: I didn't share that I threw like twenty rocks, but have you ever had? (laughs) You know, your backpack. It's super awkward to throw with a backpack on. So I kept missing, and then I just got frustrated and ran. So Uh, did did it take flight,
0: or was it still like it was running and it was trying to
2: take flight? And uh, yeah, the old trekking pole got it done.
1: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Do you have a camp catastrophe, Tyler? This one's probably the funniest. Um, it's actually with JD. Uh, we're <laughs> well, dri- no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is my camp catastrophe is we're, what it is. Oh, you were avoiding this yeah. one. Yeah. So I, no, I
2: avoided b- this from my memory yeah. is what I did.
1: So. We were driving to Antelope Camp, and I think probably 30 seconds to a minute before. I don't even we think, think just, it was that long. It was probably not that long. We were just talking about things that make us nervous. I'm like, what am I like? like like nervous things, is getting stuck. I would never want to get stuck somewhere. And I'm telling you, not 30 seconds later, yep. J, JD buries his truck into a riverbed.
2: The best part was we were with some very well-equipped folks <laughs> for off-roading. And probably the worst crowd you ever want to do that in front of is a bunch of people that uh, are pretty experienced. And
0: Well, I, yeah. I mm, I'm not I'm not sure I want to take any actual ownership of this, but I did just, like, drop a pen without... <laughs> I assumed you'd follow the road,
1: though. Well, there was a four-wheeler trail. I, no, there was a 4 go, hey, wheeler a trail. Left. I go, J.D., you take a left here. Like, and we're going
0: we're gonna to meet at this pen.
2: And I'm looking at Onyx, and I'm like, we're like 30 yards. Like, all I got to do why, is turn wh- why over. Why follow this road? When I can go up this dry creek bed of sand. <laughs> like, why not do that? Yeah. So you buried it. I buried it. I was, how quick were we out, though? i not. 30 seconds later 30 after seconds.
1: that, two guys jump out of the truck with things to get yeah, you like all the out things: of the yeah. Four
2: winches, three yeah. tow ropes, yeah. traction boards. Pride gone for the whole trip, though. It didn't matter what. Like, everybody. Oh, it didn't matter what happened <laughs> no. after that. You were the guy that got yeah. stuck. Don't let JD drive was kind of the <laughs> <laughs> rest of the trip. Yeah. Thank that, you for bringing that up, Tyler. That, that, that makes great. it fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and way to talk <laughs> about your camp catastrophe. But that it's, was also JD's yeah, camp. Yeah, but it's today. actually someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fun. Let's see what you did there, Tyler. I think uh, to to hear my camp catastrophe, just listen to the um, podcast on my trip to Kyrgyzstan.
1: Yeah. I think that's three episodes before this one.
0: The entire uh, trip was kind of a camp (laughs) catastrophe. Yeah. So that's okay. It was still awesome. And it made for a good story. Great story. (laughs) All right. Mark V Apex available and tons of cartridges and offerings with the new Peak 44 Bastion Stock from Peak 44's product manager, JD Ponciano. Nailed it. <laughs> it's really important how you say the C in case you meet JD. Get it right. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
2: Thanks for having me.